you got a tree anywhere near you right now, uh, you might be, are you listening in the car, maybe, or on, on your back patio? Maybe you're staring out the window of your, your home office. Is, is there a eucalypt out there? Are you, are you walking in a city street with the earbuds in? Are you, are you passing under a, a London plane tree, maybe, bare in the winter? Well, that might all change uh, over the next few decades. What you're seeing now might not be the treescape of your reasonably close future. And right now, researchers, uh, councils, developers, they're all having to have a big think about, well, the trees that are there now, how they will fare, the trees that might be planted today, how they might fare in a much warmer climate. Among those researchers is Professor Michelle Leishman. Uh, She's a distinguished professor in the School of Natural Sciences at Macquarie University. Uh, She leads its Which Plant Where project, and that is a rather natty online tool. You pop your postcode in, and it'll tell you what trees you should plant to have a good chance of them surviving into the 2070s. How cool is that? Michelle, welcome. Very pleased to be here. It is a shifting world uh, in which we live, and, and trees are fairly vulnerable to the sort of changes we're talking about. Yeah, it really is. We we know from our climate change projections that much of Australia is going to get hotter and it's going to get drier. And it's those extreme events that are really problematic for many of our urban tree species. It's a tricky thing because our... Our colonial cities, by their trees shall you know them. Trees are such a significant part of, especially our inner city urban landscapes, very old trees, established trees planted in the 19th century that might soon have a a fairly tough time of it. Yeah, we're already having a tough time. You remember, let me see, I think 4th of January 2020, it was the hottest day on the planet in Penrith, Hmm. 48.9 degrees. So we did a survey after that, uh, drove around and looked at the trees, uh, sampled 5,500 of them, and a large majority of them had damage, had foliage damage. And we calculated what it would cost. So more than 10% had some sort of damage. It was the exotic deciduous trees that were the hardest hit. And the cost of replanting or replacing those species with more climate resilient species was going to be $500,000 to up to a million, depending on how high, you know, how much replacement you wanted to do. And, you know, that's a lot of expense for one local council in one city Mm -hmm. in Australia for one heat event. So it's going to be huge. And yet, I mean, it's an interesting moment because, we, yes, we have this pressure building of, of climate change. But, it, I mean, I'm in Melbourne, for example, and a, a lot of the street trees, especially in the older parts of Melbourne, they're becoming old trees. So we're at a point where a lot of our urban forest is, is scheduled for some sort of renewal in any event. I guess it's important to make the right decisions. Yeah, so, and we can do that. We can have a look at, you know, we can use the data that we already have on vulnerability from those sorts of extreme events, but we can also use bioclimatic modelling. And that's what we've done with which plant where is used as pilot. So, (laughs) bioclimatic modelling is an approach where we, we look at all of the all of the data about where a species already occurs and then we map onto that what the climate is so we build what we call a climate envelope around it and then we use the global climate models that are very clever scientific 
climate scientists have done and look at what the climate will be in the future. So Mm. we can basically look to see where that climate envelope needs to shift to. And so we can see how many of our urban tree species are going to be happy or not in their current climate. And when we do that for Australian species, we found that about 70% of those species will experience harsher climatic conditions across their cities by 2070. So lots of our commonly planted trees may not survive these new conditions. Can we look at, I mean, various cities? Let's take, for example, the eastern seaboard because there's a fine range there if we move from Brisbane to Sydney to Melbourne of of different climatic possibilities. What, in each of those places, what, what does your research say about the sort of trees that are there now and the sort of trees that might work there in the future? Well, so for example, we found things like golden wattle, so acacia longifolia. Currently, it's, it's planted very widely. It also occurs naturally, but it might not make it in our northern cities anymore unless we uh, choose to water them. And water, of course, is becoming an increasingly precious mm. asset under climate change. So that becomes problematic. So one side of the coin is some species will really struggle. But the other side of the coin is that some species will be able to plant them into more southern cities than we have been able to before. So native frangipani, for example, or takaroo uh, will become suitable for planting in our southern cities. So we just need to be looking ahead, looking at our urban tree inventories and looking at the useful life expectancy and what we need to do for replacement not just to go into the usual species list that we've always planted, but to think again and to look forward and to be planting species that in 30, 40, 50 years will be happy in that environment. There's a double whammy, isn't there, in that usual species list? A lot of them are, in in the first instance, European trees, so they've already got their backs against the wall. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So the, the sorts of things that we found were really hard hit in Penrith, for example, after that super hot day, was things like box elders, the magnolias, um, the plane trees, the ornamental pears, all of those things. They're so familiar to us, but they're really not happy when you hit them with 40 to 50 degrees. And even, I mean, even the, the sort of the eucalypts that we see in, in our city settings, often they're, they're quite senior trees. You know, the place was cleared. We left this, this wonderful big specimen of a, of a river red gum, say, in, in the middle of urban Melbourne or Sydney, and yet there it is now, several hundred years old, on its own, not reproducing itself, cut off from its normal sort of cycle and environment, and and those trees must be pretty vulnerable too, even though they are native to that place. Yeah, and and what we often see with those trees is it's the they persist for a long time, but it's those long droughts and and you know, and eventually they'll, they'll they'll be too vulnerable and they'll go. Um, so again, we need to be replacing them, and and we can't instantly replace those the huge canopy that they provide. So we really need to be planning our tree planting much more carefully. You know, we can plant a million trees in 20, by twenty thirty or whatever our strategy might be, but planting small trees is not going to get us the canopy that we need. So. We need strategies where we are, yes, planting trees, but we're focusing on what the canopy is providing for us. So how quickly Mm. do they grow? Uh, What is the replacement of trees of particular ages? All of those things, we need to be factoring that in so that we maintain and increase our tree canopy because it's incredibly important for our cities to keep us cool and to reduce our energy costs if we've got, um, you know, a sufficient green canopy there. Well, and we know even as things stand, uh, without any change in climate, our, our canopy is is insufficient. It's, it's not 
you know, g- giving that heat-reducing job. It, 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 we've developed so many places without the sort of tree canopy that you're talking about. Yeah, that's right. So we're, we're losing tree canopy. So something like about 70% of our urban areas have less green cover now um, compared to a decade ago. And yet we know all mm. of these good things about green canopy. We know that even that they increase the value of our properties, you know, you can have a 10% increase in street tree canopy increases the value of properties by about $50,000. Well, you know, that's a, that's a good thing as well as all of the aesthetic values that it gives us. So, and that flows through to property values, but human health and wellbeing, we've worked out in COVID that we need our green space and yes. uh, how important is our mental health. It, you know, we, we need our green canopy for cooling. We need it for biodiversity. We need it for our stormwater management. You know, so we know all of these things. It's a matter of actually making sure that we have the planning strategies uh, in place. But as you point out, you know, trees take a while to grow <laughs> and, and trees need to be fairly old before they are giving that, that canopy benefit. So here's this, you know, where there is an existing canopy that, that might be threatened or that is perhaps, you know, getting to the, the end of its its working life as 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 trees. I mean, this is this is such a... These are the challenges that people find hard, are they not, especially in government, that, you know, replacing something which already exists, doing that forward planning, of, you know, imagining beyond your time in authority or you know, beyond your political life to make decisions um, around things like trees, where you were talking about 50 years, where you were talking about 70 years. It's, this is a difficult thing to manage. Yeah, it's, it's quite a shift in um, the way of thinking and, and we're certainly seeing councils adopting this shift. We call it urban forestry. So rather than being sort of thinking about it as just the local council planting a few trees, mm. to be thinking about it like an urban forest, just as we would manage our forests for timber production, where we plan ahead and we know that we're going to get the benefit in, you know, 30, 40, 50 years time. We can do the same with our urban forests. And what we're seeing is local councils putting that effort in. So, um, having the inventory so that they know where their trees are, what species they are, how old they are, what the useful life expectancy is, and then having a replacement and plan, uh, you know a schedule so that they know uh, when they which which species they need to replace, which individuals they need to replace, what they need to replace them with, and when. So it's a you know, it's a sophisticated approach to forestry management essentially. Good to hear that's happening. I, I guess the thing we need to get our heads around is that our, our big cities are going to feel like very different places, are they not, in, in 50 years' time? They're not going to be those places of, of plane trees, of, of elms, of oaks. Yeah, so I think we will see that slow shift. Um, we will see less of those exotic deciduous trees that we're so familiar with, the magnolias and uh, the London plane trees and so on. Um, and see a shift to those species that are more going to cope with this, this hotter and drier climate. I mean, we can keep some of those species in the ground, but it takes a lot of effort. It takes mm. water resources to do that. And, you know, water is going to be a scarce, more and more scarce resource into the future as well. So making good choices about the species we put in the ground in terms of their water use and um, and how quickly they grow in the canopy and the cooling benefit that they provide. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a scientific job ahead of us. Well, Michelle, pleased to say that the science is being done and, and hopefully being, being listened to broadly and a, a reminder of the project in which Michelle is involved, Which Plant Where, uh, check that out on the internet, Which Plant Where 
all one word, .com .au, uh, and it will, if you pop your postcode in, tell you what's what's going to be doing well around that part of the world by, by 2070. Great tour, Michelle. Congratulations on that. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Pleasure to talk. Macquarie University's Michelle Leishman, whichplantware.com.au. Check that out. This is Blueprint on ABC RN. Listen to more great stories that take you beyond the headlines. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.